Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is what is in your life's blueprint. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. Go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Day to day, man. I'm ready to talk. I hear you. A lot going on as usual. Mhm. It's been cold today. I tell you that today is it was a. Uh, it, it felt like it was in those 30s today. I say that. <laughs> it was cold, so the weather's mm. changing. Oh yeah, definitely. You know. But in case you didn't know, you're listening to The Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to Episode 72 and Season 2 of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. And like we always say about this time, if you listen live, we appreciate the love. Listen to the archive. We appreciate that, too. Mm-hmm. Woo! Today is Tuesday, November 27, 2018. It is almost the end of the year, man, already. Mm-hmm. Oh, where did the time go? Oh, yeah. Where did the time go? It's crazy, man. Weather's changing. Grass ain't growing no more. Thank God for that. I'm tired of cutting the grass. <laughs> every every other day, you know. Mm. Oh man, so what's going on in Sweden? I hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope everybody enjoyed their day today. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't as busy as my last two days have been. I can't wait till this coming weekend. Right. I might just lay around, do nothing. 
you know. <laughs> Actually, can't do that because, uh, you know, because it's fall, now all these leaves don't fell down. So I guess we got to rake them up. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. We're going to make this a family event this weekend. Indeed. <laughs> it's a family affair. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a family affair this weekend. We're going to get it mm-hmm. all get done. All right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, you know, same old, same old. Ain't nothing much going on this side. Just just maintaining. What's going on on your side, man? Well, uh, your mother and I, we traveled down to New Jersey for the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, spent some time with family, and uh, went out uh, to have a nice meal and everything, and really enjoyed everybody's uh, company. Hated to leave, but we wanted to get back here before it got uh, real late and everything, but we really enjoyed the time uh, that we spent with the family and so forth. So uh, it was a nice yeah. Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, speaking of which, man, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. You know? Mm-hmm. Hope you ate some good food. Hope you enjoyed, you know, talking with your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I hit the claps on that. Is it... <laughs> 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 we clap... Do we clap when we hear Thanksgiving? I don't know. Maybe I maybe I get happy. I don't know. Hey, don't hey, know. hey, you hey, you just thankful, man. Yeah, you know. But hope everybody makes you know got some good food in their system. I know the mac and cheese is popping. I know that's that's every black household is having macaroni and cheese for Thanksgiving. Okay, simple as that. Okay. Now you you can call me racist if you want to, but I can talk about my own people. Okay. Yeah. Guarantee. What my mother talking about, man? You heard? Yeah, what you talking about? <laughs> oh, let you know that we miss being down there with you all because oh, we yeah. didn't get none of the mac and cheese. Well, you know what? My, I already know that. Okay. I know that. I miss having y'all yeah. down here, you know? Yeah, you because... Tried, uh, tried... Go ahead. So you could have tried some of my jerk turkey, man. <laughs> yeah, you know... I, I'm, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to try that one time. Just see how, yeah, see how it tastes and everything. Yeah, I, I, I got to perfect the recipe. You know, it, it wasn't perfect, but it came out pretty right. good. Okay. You know, well, at least, you know what? You are adventuresome, you know? Well, that's, that's why I want to try it. My, my barber was telling me, man. My barber said that he no longer uses – he doesn't bake his, his uh, turkey anymore. Uh-huh. He, said, he said he grills his turkey. I said, you know what? That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know? I got a double barrel grill here. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some pointers from him, man. I might try that next year because a Uh-oh. grilled turkey? Oh, man. Grilled, let's, let's just say a grilled barbecue turkey. What? Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? Let me tell you something. You're never, you're never too old to stop learning. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, what's that? You remember the thing they used to come out with with the turkey, stuff with the chicken, stuff with the duck? Oh, the Traduncan? <laughs> yeah, Traduncan. Yeah, Traduncan, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's, all that is is people experimenting, trying different things, you know? I don't know who came up with that idea that, that combined three <laughs> birds together. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. That, I mean, I just don't. Like, nothing in me would say, you know what? I'm going to put three birds together, and that's going to be my Thanksgiving meal right there. I would have never thought of that. No, no. I never thought of that. 
Nah. You know, but I'm telling you, man, I'm going to write, I'm going to have him teach me every single step. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's my that's, that's my barber. We spend a lot of time together, okay? Okay. He got to teach me these things. So I'm going to sit there and take down every single step of how to grill this turkey. And I think I'm right. going to do that. Okay. Thanksgiving, man. That's all I'm saying. All right. Because one, it, one, it'll cook faster. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, then nobody argues with a nice charcoal grill taste to it. You know what I'm saying? You can't go wrong. Right. Yeah. Put a little barbecue sauce on there. Make sure. Man, oh, listen. Man, don't even say no more, you know? Don't get me started, man. You know how I do. Oh, man. Man, your so, yeah, mother man, so, yo, What's she at? Go ahead. Yeah, your mother is. Uh, she had uh, hooked me up with some pulled pork yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Okay. With the barbecue flavor, man, that yeah, was yeah. on the money. It was on the money. Man, you remember? Um, you remember? You remember Uncle Irvin's chop barbecue? <laughs> yep, yep. Woof, man. Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. All y'all probably don't know who Uncle Irvin is, but if you ever had a chance to taste his chop barbecue, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, you know, you know exactly what I'm. This coming from a person who really don't eat pork like that. But I tell you what, mm-hmm. anytime they had an event, the first thing I was going to is that chopped barbecue. <laughs> yeah, best believe that. Oh yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh definitely, I ain't definitely. That one. Oh man, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of crazy things going on in the world as usual, you know. But you know, I got man. Look, man. First of first and foremost, um, I gotta just say this about the, the Giants football season. Oh hell no! Mm-hmm. Look, man. Okay. This this is why it's hard being a Giants fan, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. This is mm-hmm. why it's hard. Right, because first of all, you know, no matter how good your team looks, right, you know you are not just going to walk through a season. That's just not what a giant does. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like when I, if like if I'm a New England Patriots fan, I'm so comfortable right now because I know I'm at least going to win ten games every season. So I'm in the playoffs basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how comfortable they are. First of all, you, you already guaranteed to win six games because they're the best team in that division, and ain't nobody even close to them, okay? Mm-hmm. They're in a sorry division in the AFC East that they can walk through every single year. But they guarantee to at least have ten wins every year. It's so comfortable being a Patriots fan right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, you know probably every other season – you're going to be either in the Super Bowl or at least one game away from it. That's just what the Patriots is doing right now. That's what that's who they are. Right, right, right. <clears throat> so it's real comfortable being a Patriots fan. But look, here's the thing. As a Giants fan, and my, and my Giants fans know this, no matter how good your team looks, you don't – it ain't one person that can tell me that they will go into a season thinking the Giants are going to win, let's say, 12 games. Nobody mm-hmm. will say that. Mm-hmm. I would put. I would never put any money on that bet ever. Mm-hmm. Ever as a Giants fan, 
because you already know it's going to be a roller coaster the whole damn season. So, those of us who are used to it, yeah, I thought I was one of those people. I don't get excited when the Giants start doing well all of a sudden. Like, you know, this season, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Basically take, take a seven-game nosedive. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're literally sitting right now at three and three and – we're three and eight, actually. We're three and eight right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, see, you come, out of the, you come out of the bye, you look good the first game out. You're like, okay, well, they, look, they look pretty good today. You know, maybe, maybe they needed that time off to get some things together, okay? Mm-hmm. In the second game, you look even better. You're like, okay, well, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, you start reminiscing. I remember the one seat. I remember 2007. We went to the Super Bowl. We were, we was we was nine and seven. I remember mm-hmm. 2011. We got to the Super Bowl. We was nine and seven. But we thought, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Can we go on a, on a win streak here? We start to think that. But see, those Giants fans who are used to this, we should, we know not to get too excited. Okay. Right, and for some reason, I missed that mark this year. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? uh-huh. because this last game, this last game really pissed me off. Okay, Re- really pissed mm-hmm. me off. Right. Mm-hmm. One because okay, we're on a two-game winning streak. Saquon Barkley's been going crazy. Look at even even Odell Beckham catching touchdowns now. We we might be on to something. Oh, he look look at the offensive line is even getting better. Eli has time. Okay. First half of the game. I'm well, I ain't gonna say the whole first half. We'll say the first quarter and then half of the second quarter. Giants is going right. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley they'll score what two touchdowns, yep. over a hundred yards already. I'm like, well, this is in the bag because we already up. What was the score like? 13 to nothing or something like that? I don't know. Mm. It couldn't have been that. It had to be nine, it was like 19 to nothing or something like that. Right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Something, something like that. But I'm like, okay. That's what's up. So, you know, then a couple things start happening. You don't expect the Eagles just to lie down. That that never happens with a division opponent. You know, it's always going to be a tough game. But maybe this is just one of those games where the Giants got the upper hand. You know, it, it happens every now and then in the division. You know? Mm-hmm. Plus, plus, coming into this game, the Eagles were kind of on a nosedive. Like people weren't even sure yeah. if they even had a chance to win the um, the NFC East anymore, based on how things were going. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, shoot, this might be the opening the Giants need right here. You get mm-hmm. you a division win, start you on a three game winning streak right now, and here you go. So we all thinking that, especially based upon how the first couple quarters went. I'm like, you know what? We might be on a three game winning streak and doing something, right? This is where it all goes downhill. This is where it started. Okay? And let me start this by saying it this way. Now, Pop, we, we both had best friends, right? Yeah. In our lifetime. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. if you are truly best friends and you basically hang out with each other all the damn time, at least once you two got into a, a nice little scuffle. And I, it, it, it don't have to be like straight up punches thrown. It can be like maybe y'all was wrestling and somebody got too aggressive, so it got a little serious. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that happens between best friends, right? Yeah. But you still you still you still 
you know, it's still your boy at the end of the day, even though you had the little scuffle. So, you know what? I kind of feel that way with Eli Manning. Okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like I really got love for Eli. I appreciate everything he's done for the Giants. He's never been, in my eyes, the elite quarterback, but he's been he's been steady, I can say. I, I mm-hmm. say at one point in time, I would say even at, at one point in time, I would say he, he always gave us a chance to win. I would say that. Not lately, but you can look at his, some of the past things he's done where he's, he's given us a chance to win. I felt like we were always in the game, most, most games at least. So, you know, we get a good kick return after the Eagles score, right? So the, the score is a little yep. closer now. Get a, get a nice little kick return. If I'm not mistaken, maybe a penalty added on to the end of it or something. I don't know. Um, we're moving the ball along. I think, I think Saquon Barkley has a nice little run. And we end up on the Eagles' 25-yard line, and it's literally like maybe 50 seconds left in the, in the second quarter. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we're on the 25. My kicker ain't missed the field goal all game. Okay, so I know I'm at least guaranteed three points, right? Right, right. At least yep. three points yep. to increase my lead before I go into halftime. I'm guaranteed that. But, yep. and, this is where I, this, and this is where my coaching comes into play, because, you know, I've been studying football ever since I started coaching. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got 50 seconds left in the game. I'm on a 25-yard line. I want to try to get at least maybe two shots at the end zone um, before I settle on kicking the field goal. Okay. Right. Yeah. So this is what I'm gonna do, and this is this and, and this is where this this is where it gets technical, right? Okay. I got Odell Beckham, who is probably if not the best wide receiver in the game, at least the second best. Okay. I know that he's probably they're probably gonna give his one on one maybe some help over the top or something like that. Right. That safety's gonna be watching where Odell goes. Basically, is what I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if I know that, the defense knows also that they cannot leave him one on one because he's probably going to beat his man one on one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you would figure if I can see that, and you understand that, I think a 15 year veteran should be able to understand the same damn thing, right? Right. That's all I'm saying. If, I, if I'm doing the same job for 15 years. I think I should know exactly what I should do in this moment, okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Odell, right? I'm going to try to get him on a one-on-one and give him a chance to make a play, right? So, what right. I'm doing is right. I, see that he, I see that he's locked up man-to-man, but I'm going to watch the safety to see what he does to see if I'm going to throw it that way. Now, now mm-hmm. Odell is going straight towards the – now, on this play, Odell is going straight towards the end zone. It's an inside skinny post. Boom. Straight to the goal post. That's right. the play. Now, I know as a coach that that's not always going to work where I'm just going to get that one-on-one matchup. He runs straight to the post, and it's a touchdown. The defense is prepared for that as well. So, in case that happens, I want to give my quarterback a little relief. So, I'm going to keep maybe two people under where he can just dump it off, and maybe they can scamper to the end zone or something, or at least get closer right. and get out of bounds and make it, make it easier on my kicker, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, this is being you talking. I play football, but it ain't my everyday job for the past 15 years. I can see this. 
Now, I understand what's mm-hmm. going on in this situation, right? Right. Now, if you look at the play, the Eagles also realized that it's 44 seconds of whatever seconds left in the, in the second quarter. So we're, they're going to attempt to score at some point in time. So what I do, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep two safeties deep, right? Right. That's, that's, a smart, that's a smart thing to do with the defense. But keep in mind, one of those safeties is going to keep an eye on my best player, who, who is Odell Beckham Jr. So I got, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to either run a fake to the, to the running back to try to bring the safety up. That way I get Odell one-on-one. Right. Or I'm going to just let her, I'm gonna just let her run the play, see if the safety maybe shifts to one side a little heavy, and then I can mm-hmm. hit Odell one-on-one. Or if the safety stays there, I could dump it off to somebody who's shorter. And guess who's one of my people that's shorter? Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, who already has okay. two touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. Okay? Right. Yep. yep. So either way, either way, it's not a bad option, right? Either mm-hmm. way. Our 15-year veteran quarterback snaps the ball, comes back, literally focuses his eyes on Odell Beckham, forgets about the damn safety in the middle of the damn of the uh, of the field, and chucks it up, yo, and throws an interception. <clears throat> I'm looking at Saquon Barkley wide open on the left sideline, wide open. For for at least he at least he was getting about fifteen twenty yards, and because it's him, he may have even scored. I'm just keeping it real. Right, right. right. Why on mm-hmm. earth throw the ball up in a two deep safety coverage? What is you thinking? Mm-hmm. And this is where the game turned, man. And and then they couldn't do nothing in the second half. They they stopped giving Saquon Barkley the ball in the second half, and I'm just like, what is going? What's happening? Are we purposely trying to lose? Mm-hmm. And what and what ends up happening? We end up losing by a field goal again. Now, yeah, yeah. This this one makes it even double time worse because if we would have just kicked the damn field goal, we possibly would have won the game or at least tied it to go into overtime. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I just I don't understand how a 15 year veteran can make that decision, man. I don't I don't get it. And this is the frustration that us fans have with the Giants, and especially mm-hmm. with Eli at this point. I love Eli Manning, man. Two Super Bowls. I, hey, look, man, I appreciate it. But at the end of the day, if you know you're declining in play, just step just step away. Just just walk. Why continue to make it hard on the team? Well, we're paying you $20 million a year for you to make decisions like that? Mm. It's crazy. They got to do something, man. In the, the offseason, they got to get a quarterback to come in here and challenge for that spot. Because you can't keep – he can't be doing this at 15 years in the league. Look at – look at he came in at the same time as Phillip Rivers, right? Right. Actually – the Giants drafted Phillip Rivers and then traded with San Diego to get Eli Manning. Now, mm-hmm. I ain't mad at that because we got two Super Bowls and the Chargers didn't get any. But if you look at right. if you look at the two quarterbacks right now, Phillip, Phillip, Phillip Rivers looks like he got better. His team is currently like eight and two right now. Mm-hmm. So it's no excuse for Eli, man. Eli was the better quarterback in that draft, and it's like 
I don't know whether he's shell shocked or what, but he was just declining at this point, man. But that's that's all I'm gonna say about that, man. I, you know, I just had to rant. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Y'all listen to the provocation, real people, real conversations. You want to join in? It's five one six four one eight five four six seven. Or hit us up on Twitter at the underscore provocation, and that's with an eight and not an A. Mm. <sighs> let me let me calm down a little bit, man. <laughs> You understand, man. Like, I'm sitting there, you know, because you're already skeptical going into the game. The Eagles have been whooping our ass for the past couple couple years. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, coming from where, where we stay at in Pennsylvania, that's all you hear is them damn Eagles fans, yo. Stay hitting me up on Facebook. They, all, they, ain't, they ain't worse than the Dallas fans. I'll say that. But they don't be helping the situation either. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, can I, can I just get one? Can I get one? You know what I'm saying? Especially from, a, from my team that's sitting at three wins. Can I, like, at least say, well, look, at least we beat y'all. I can't even get that this year. They done beat us twice. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop talking about that. I promise. I'm going to stop. <laughs> we, we ain't got a lot of time left. I'm going to stop. Mm-mm-mm. You know, Oh man, so what's going on in the uh, in Trump in Trump world today? What's not going on in Trump world? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the question. What's so not- okay? Let's talk about this. So Robert Mueller, uh, he he breaks his plea deal. Oh, Who's that about? not Robert Mueller. Paul Manafort. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Paul Manafort breaks the plea deal. Um. Okay. <laughs> so. So apparently he was lying. They caught him in some lies. Right. So here's my question though, which is why I'm a little What well, yeah, I'm 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 two places on this. Mm-hmm. One, there's nothing stopping me from believing that probably without anybody's knowledge, there's been at least a mention of a pardon towards his direction. That's my belief. Okay. 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 I feel like I feel like, I feel like under the table there may be an agreement or something like I don't know. Um. Also, this comes out after uh, Trump turns in his answers right to these written questions. Doesn't this happen right. after that? Yep. So, so I'm wondering, is it a case where maybe he's protecting the president? Maybe based upon the president, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop saying that. Maybe based upon Trump's answers, um, it contradicts what what Robert Mueller. I mean, not what what Paul Manafort has been telling Robert Mueller. But what if what he's been saying is true, but now that he sees what the president has written or he doesn't want to – I don't know, man. I'm kind of like, is, is he's protecting him basically like the, the, the president's answers were way different than what the information he was given. And instead of just saying like, well, I'm going to stick by what I said, he's saying, you know what, okay. I'm not. I'm not going to fight it. That's what he. That's what he's saying. Then so be it. Because maybe I'm going to get a pardon anyway. 
Yeah, well, I think that uh, I, I I think Mueller has quite a bit of information, and right. I guess when they go to court to say why they feel that uh, Manafort has been lying, they are going to lay that information out. You know, will they lay out all uh, the information? But they're going to have they're going to have either documentation that uh, contradicts. Uh, some of the things that he told them. So it really, like, listening to the different commentaries throughout the day, they were, like, saying, basically, it was like, basically, they're saying that, that like, Manafort, I guess he feels that either he's smarter than the uh, Mueller's team and that he could, you know, pull one over on them. But yet, he already done pleaded guilty. So what they were going to do was going to possibly lighten his sentence, but now by him breaking his uh, promise to be a cooperating witness, all that stuff is off the table. So, now, can he be looking for a pardon? Now, that's been thrown out there, too. So, but... I guess he can only be pardoned for the federal crimes. Can't be pardoned for the state crimes. So, but, right. so that's that's the second option. The third one is: is there something that he's more afraid of mm-hmm. than going to jail? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I've so been because, saying that. I've been saying yeah, that. because I think first of all, now you got. The Guardian newspaper is saying that back as early as 2013, 2015, and 2016, uh, Manafort met with, was it Julian Assange from the WikiLeaks? Right. So uh, this is The Guardian saying this. Now, it hasn't been uh, confirmed by any other source yet. But right. like it's either because of the close ties that Manafort has had with the Russian oligarchs. He knows how they operate and they will not hesitate. I I'm assuming they will not hesitate taking you out, you know. So right. uh so he was able to get into the Trump campaign. Now, he probably made some type of deal where he owes somebody some money and uh, this will make us this is make us whole. This is make up right. wipe my state clean. And so he managed to get into the Trump campaign. Now, Trump is going to use that. It's going to try to spin it some way to say, well, he, he knew nothing about all of that. You know what I'm saying? But that's, you know, that's another issue. But it's too late. Fact, it's too late for him to do that. He's he's gonna try it though. He's gonna try to deny it. He's gonna deny it. He's gonna try to deny it. So the only way that uh the only way that Mueller responds to that is to be able to show some type of documentation to say otherwise. You know, and everything. Right. So he may end up because they were saying uh uh Giuliani wasn't even talking about uh they weren't talking about pardoning or anything like that. That's not to say that it's off the table. Uh, right. But, now, here's another thing, too, Ron. 
If Trump does end up pardoning Manafort, it's not going to make a difference to his loyal base, his loyal supporters, but it is going to make a difference to the people because what what does this man have to hide? You know, and then if Trump comes out and pardons him, that's like, man, it's like, it's like almost an admission of guilt. I don't know how you can't feel that way already, to be honest. Because at the well, end of the yeah, day, I mean, right? you know, I feel that way, but, you know, yeah. the bottom line for me, what's going to solidify this for me is yeah. Mueller's reports. And will that report be made public? And right. it will be incumbent upon the Democrats to try to make sure that it's made public uh, in some way. Because right. believe me, the, right now, if, if there's any validity to what the Guardian is saying, and if Trump <clears throat> knew more about it than he's letting on, man, that's 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 treasonous behavior. Yeah, I mean, definitely, in my opinion. You're working yeah, with a, so, a, a foreign enemy to fix a U.S. Yeah. election? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's I mean you've seen it. You've seen it. You've seen people out there with signs when Paul Manafort was going to trial. And people right. had signs of calling him a traitor. So, you know... Yeah. Just look at that going up the ladder. I mean, this is my thing, man. Because, you know, all Trump had to do was say, um, all I was focused on was running a, a good campaign. I don't know what these people or so-and-so was doing underneath me, but I am more than willing to cooperate with whatever you need, blah, 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 this and that. He came out straight away that, just like that, it probably would have been a whole new narrative right now based on this whole Russia investigation. It, it, it probably I don't know how would you, have. Go ahead. Yeah. But obviously, my, my thing is, but I don't know how you can't see this this type of behavior where it's always criticize the person who's investigating you versus realizing that a lot of the people who worked under you have been indicted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for actual crimes. Okay? Yeah. And I don't know how how that doesn't translate into... There's possibly something that these that these people have on our current president where he's basically willing to challenge our our democracy just to protect himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's big. I mean, and nobody nobody else sees the the importance of that where this is something that this country is founded on where if this doesn't work how do we how do we keep society together? Well, you're absolutely right. How can you how can how can how can you or myself be asked to respect the rule of law when we're seeing that the law doesn't necessarily apply to everyone? Right. I mean, right. We may not agree. We may not agree with the outcome of certain, uh, uh, maybe with trials and things of that nature. But bottom line, I do respect, I do respect uh, the laws that I'm hoping that 
if I'm ever caught up in anything, that it will be the law that will clear me and that I have right. confidence in that law that it would clear me. But like you were saying, you're right. If Trump had did what you suggested early on, that would have been a change the narrative somewhat because you're basically saying, look, go ahead, do your investigation. I'm not going to try to hinder anything like that and, you right. know, let it go. And then and that would have probably, that would have probably given people, uh, he would probably would have had more people supporting him. But right. because he chose to go the route that he did, it just caused people to dig in that much more firmly. And because he chose to uh, run a campaign based on division rather than uniting, and then he goes down. Now it, you know, he should have kept his distance from Mississippi last night. I wouldn't have been caught anywhere near Mississippi with the statements that came out from that person. She's on her own. If she wins, I, I might come out and say, well, well, we, we, we held on to that seat or something to that effect. But I would not have gone to Mississippi. And then, and then he said something. If you watch the campaign rally, that was very, very racist. That how, how does Mike Espy represent Alabama? Like, you know, how do y'all let right. that happen? You know, how do y'all, how is that happening? You know, and, and the man got up there today and talked about the history of his family in, in Mississippi. I'm sorry, I said Alabama. It's Mississippi. Right. He talked about the history of his family and so forth in Mississippi and everything. So Mississippi is the heart of the Confederacy. And if we, if there's going to be change, I don't think it's going to happen with this election, this runoff. I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's potential, though, for it to happen. How soon? I don't know. Right. Well, um, you know, I mean, you you obviously wouldn't attend anything like that because you don't believe in that type of stuff, you know. But right. if you felt right at home, you would go. And he felt, he felt right at home. That's why well, I'm not that, surprised that he went. Well, you're you know, right. He right at home. He's right, right. Yeah. Right, right in the heart of, his, of the people that he represents. He's right in the heart of it right now. Because, so. like, even if he went there, he did not have to say, "How how did this guy represent Mississippi?" That's that's not even a dog whistle. You know what I'm saying? That's not even a dog right. whistle. That's an outright bullhorn. My thing is like, what what do you know about Mississippi? That's what I would that's what I would yeah. ask him. You, I mean, how much time have you spent down there? What do you know about it? Mm-hmm. To, to question, you know, what he how he represents Mississippi. If I'm not mistaken, isn't the majority of the population in Mississippi African American? No, no. African Americans. No, African Americans make up about. I think they said about. 30, I say 37 to 39% of Mississippi. So they make up a, just over a third, just over a third. Okay. And maybe I have wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what it's going to take, though. See, what, what it will take to win 
in those red states and stuff like that, that's that that's telling you that people have to come together. People who have common interests, people who are looking for affordable health care, people who are looking for a livable wage, you know, people are looking for uh affordable college education, stuff like that. Uh those are the things that a lot of Mississippi, as a matter of fact, if you looked at, they were showing earlier today, Mississippi is 50 states, right? 50 states, right? Right. right. Mississippi is ranked like 49th in terms of people with college education. Mississippi is ranked 49th. In terms of poor, Mississippi is ranked around 40, 47 or 49th. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the most poorest state in the union. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. But you know, so, all, another thing too is like, I, I think that if I'm a state, if, you know, if I'm yeah, if, if I'm a governor or a senator, I want my state to be a place where people want to come and live. Because isn't that revenue? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I want to present my state as somewhere where anybody could come and live here, start a family, and just and just live out their dream of being in the South without let any me, drama. Let me let me just say, okay, just, I, was I, don't, born I don't know. In North, you know, I was born in North Carolina. Right. Other than going back home sometimes, visiting my family, the only other three southern states that I uh, just went to on my own was Florida, Georgia, and where else? Florida, Georgia, South Carolina. Uh Yeah, and I was just in South Carolina, only I was down uh, when we went to visit my friend that was in the Air Force uh, down to Myrtle Beach. Right. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. other than that, there's no there's no other state. I haven't gone to no Louisiana. I have nope. not gone to, you know, uh uh Tennessee, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't I Alabama. Don't Alabama dead no Alabama, no Mississippi, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing about that, the one thing we got to remember, though, see, when 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 we were brought here against our will, our ancestors, our numbers eventually became large enough. Like in, in South Carolina, I think there's about as many, about as many uh, African-Americans in South Carolina as there are whites and so forth. So it may not be, the numbers may not be exactly that. It may not be exactly 50-50, but I think those numbers, and see, that's what happens. People, when when people try to take advantage of people for their cheap labor, so you're talking slave labor. There's no cheaper labor than slave labor, okay? But see, those slaves, those slaves have uh, families. Mm -hmm. They start to multiply. Mm -hmm. See? And so what starts out as you looking like, okay, I got these people, this and that, but eventually over a period of time, those numbers come back to haunt you. 
Right. You know, so that's where we are. That's where we are. Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't visit a lot of states down that way either. I, I went to Alabama once, and I never go back again. <laughs> that's that's how you how my how my experience was. Yeah. Never. So and I ain't never been to Mississippi, Louisiana, nowhere. No, no, no. And but we did like even the one time when we went going down to Florida, we went through Georgia, and it was Georgia, South Carolina. I think so, you know. But I went to Georgia a yeah. couple of times with my job. <clears throat> and your mother, I think, she went with me the last time I went. She went with me. We went to we went to visit uh, the house where Martin Luther King was raised and stuff like that. And the uh, yeah. So, but Florida, we used to go for trips to Disney World and things of that nature. So we went around the heavily the heavily tourism areas. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah, but uh, mm. yeah, you you when you when you riding down there and you get pulled over by a state police, the first thing come to your mind, you say, "Oh, how this is gonna play out? How's this gonna yep. go down?" You know, you have that yep. you have that apprehension which no one in this country should feel that way. No one should feel right. that they can go. They cannot go to any state. And, and feel free about how they move about and so forth. But there's there's mm-hmm. places there's places that I know that I would not that I would not go to. Mm-hmm. Don't care to go to. Right. That's true. It's, you know, and the bad thing about it is, it's probably you know like beautiful attractions in all these states that we probably should see at some point in our lives. But because of, you know, the, the stigma that comes with going into that, to that area, you don't even want to risk the chance. It's like, yeah, I mean, wow. Why, if I, it's like, why? I've never been through this in my life. Why do, why do I want to put myself through this possibly happening to me? Like, you know, it's crazy. I mean, your mother's gone to Nebraska. I think she even went, while she was in Nebraska, went to Iowa, stuff like right. that. Colorado, I'm quite sure there's places that I would like to. Just looking at looking at the national monuments and things of that nature. Yes, there right. are areas that I would be interested in seeing, seeing how um, how how man made these different things, but. Uh, and I don't feel that I don't feel so much Put it this way I'm not as apprehensive About going to Colorado Oregon Now Kentucky right. I don't know about Kentucky I ain't never been to Kentucky right. I don't think I'm going to go to Kentucky right. No, I don't think I want to go to Kentucky But like, I'm saying right. like oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Ohio I've been to Ohio right. I have been to Ohio I've right. uh, been to Illinois I've been through Indiana, passing through, on my way home from the service, you know. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been up there either. That's like flat country, man. When you go out, when I was stationed in Illinois, I went there for uh, aircraft refueling. And uh, 
it's like it's like it's like flat. I mean, it, wow. It's like flat land. I mean, you just look like. I mean, it's. You think back and stuff, and you say, "Wow, you know, you heard about these things, but now you actually see it for yourself." You know. Right. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one thing about. Um, and this is one positive thing about social media is that it gave people an opportunity to kind of share what goes on around where they're from. Yeah. And everybody else around the world picks up on it. And then they're able to say, well, okay, maybe it's not like how I thought. I'm going to go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's the positive thing. But, yeah, some, you know, some of these states, still, they still got to shake that, that stigma, man, that, that comes with them. Like, the first thing I know, a person of, of my color is like, it just doesn't come to my mind as a vacation spot going to Mississippi or or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, know. as a young child, when when I heard, when I was coming home from school and I heard about President Kennedy being assassinated in Dallas, Texas, right? Uh You know, I grew up for a long time hating, whenever I heard the word Dallas, Texas, I would hate that word. I would hate anything from Dallas, you know, because oh, so I remember you, that. So you hate the Cowboys, too? Huh? So you hate oh, the yeah. Cowboys, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and, and But but mine, it wasn't even about the sports at that time. It was about the connection to the Kennedy assassination. Right. That's what drove me. That, that, like I said, you, when I heard that word, I didn't care nothing about Dallas, Texas. You know, because that's where President Kennedy was assassinated and so forth. Now, like with uh, Tennessee is where Dr. King was assassinated, but that I don't, well, yeah, I guess that's not really something I really wanted. I don't want to see where he was shot. I don't want to see that. Right. I don't want to see that. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. yeah, but then, um, what about this thing, Ron, with the uh, the uh, the caravan and the wall and all this stuff here, man? <laughs> what the hell you know, going man, on? Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's like I, I don't. I feel like you know, part of me. I'm just upset at how how we're conducting ourselves right now in the United States, mm-hmm. man. I, I just felt like we were better than this. And I understand everybody agrees that immigration is a problem. I feel like there's a more productive way and a more humane way you can go about handling the situation. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. I don't sit here and try to know everything that's going on at the border. I'm not even going to attempt to sit here and try to break that down to everybody because I, I don't know. What I'm saying is this. If there are, are literally women and children like just trying to get into the country and they're getting hit with tear gas and stuff like that, I got an issue with that because it's not even necessary. It's mm-hmm. not necessary. I mean, you you sent, if anything, just try to put a blockade or something up in that area or just you know, send people over there or something like that. I know it's a problem. I don't, I don't, like, see, that, that's, this is where I said I don't, I don't know everything because I understand also that you can't just have people rush the country and get in. You can't, you can't allow that. 
You know what I'm no, saying? No, you can't. No. But it has to be, I think, a limit on the type of force that you use in order to curb that situation. I don't feel like if you see people running with children and stuff like that, you should be hitting them with tear gas. You know, mm. I don't know. Mm. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, based on how it really is down there, that's a reach. That may be a reach. But I'm just thinking as a human being, it's just not right for that to happen, especially the kids, man. It's just not right. Uh, I think uh, a lot of that, too, was uh, because what they did, like they said, there was already 2,000 people at the border before more people came, and they were only processing. And see, what they did, they they processed less people. So they were processing maybe 100 people a day, okay? So that's less people. So now right. that's what caused that buildup to take place, okay, and so forth. Yeah. And no, it's not right. And, and, that, and I'm going to tell you, as, as bad as we look at it and see how that, that looked to us, and, and it did look very bad, but that is right. the kind of stuff that Trump will use. He will use the shots of the people rushing, rushing the wall, rushing the border uh, to try to get in. And basically, and play yeah. that part. He's gonna play that part up, but he also contributed to that too. And now the the head of the border border uh, police said, I think only about three of these people. They did throw stones at three people, but they were dressed in their gear, so they weren't hurt. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't right. give people the right to throw stuff at these people as well, because they just there doing their job. So they should not be throwing yeah. throwing stuff at those people. And you're right. Right. We have to I don't know the answer. Like you just said, you don't yeah. know the complications that go into how do you resolve this issue? Right. I think that's where we rely on people uh who are somewhat familiar with the with the uh, process, because, like, okay, I think one point they were saying, okay, whatever caused those, these people to leave their homes to come there, maybe we should try to do something on that end to try to discourage them, to try to keep them to stay, discourage them from leaving their home but staying home. Right. The problem is that money is not getting to where it needs to get to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So you got these people that are corrupt that are they, they're not using this money. So that's why these gangs have such control. I mean, they're talking about, they say girls uh, they have to they have to uh, join the gang or either end up being raped or your son has to join the gang uh, and sell drugs and stuff like that. There's no opportunity. I mean, that's a, that's a bad choice. That's a bad choice for people to have to, you can't, like, you can't even have, you have to think about, do you want to bring a child into this world? Yeah. You have to think about that. Do you want to bring a child into that situation? But I'm saying, saying, yeah, and what I'm just saying, though, is that 
somehow people smarter than I am need to come together. And like the lady was saying, the lady was saying, uh, they, I don't know if you seen six. Did you see sixty minutes? Nah, I see it. Where they took that young kid, they had him for seventy days. He went into like a foster care. Uh-huh. And when they went to reunite him with his mother, Ron, that would have broke your heart. Oh man. He 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 was like three, I don't know, maybe he was I don't know, two or three years old. Right. He he didn't want to have nothing to do with her. Wow. Because the psychologists are saying for a young child like that. They're looking for their person. Who they who who they gonna look to for their to protect them? Is there is there right. is their mother? Right. Is their father? Yeah, their mother had they had seen their mother for seventy days, and the mother she was in tears that her son didn't wow. even recognize her. Same. Yes, that's that's crazy. It's sad. It's crazy. It is sad, man. And we just, at a time where we should be, I think, more compassionate towards these issues, we just have leadership that just, they, they just don't care. They don't care. Yep. It's all about, it's all about money, man. It's all about supposedly America, America, but it's just, it's about selling America is what it seemed like. Yeah. We, we we for sale. We as long as you buy, we'll turn the blind eye. It's cool. Mm-hmm. We don't care. You know, Russia, go ahead and do what you want to do. Matter of fact, Saudi Arabia, go ahead go ahead and kill one of one of our journalists. That's cool. He'll cut his body into pieces and we still haven't seen that yet. But we'll turn the blind eye because you're buying American. Wow. Yeah, I hear you. That's what we be- that's what we become. Yeah. Well that that ain't what I become. I refuse. Right. I stick by the people. But mm. it's another good episode, man. Another good conversation. Especially after a, a busy couple of days. Sometimes I just need to release. Get it out. Yes. Yeah. Nonsense yeah. going on. Yes. Yeah. But um, we appreciate everybody tuning in to the provocation, real people, real conversations. We'll definitely be back on, if not Monday, definitely Tuesday. Um, once again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Mm-hmm. Hope you got some black, some Black Friday shopping in too. You know? <laughs> Hope it wasn't too crazy out there. Mm. Well, the good thing is now they do it on a Thursday night. It kind of ease you into Friday, so it's usually not as it's not as bad. So, right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. at some point, you know, it's going to extend into a, a Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know they got the Cyber Monday, so it's basically the whole yep. weekend. You just, yep. just shopping. Yeah. yeah, Cyber Week, you know, or, or right. Black Week, yep. you know. I don't know. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here, man? No, just something about the 15,000 people who may be losing their jobs at GM. You know, but this is also, they were saying, part of that is uh, is a lack of demand for certain vehicles. Like now, because the gas, I guess, is a little cheaper, 
people are buying the larger luxury vehicles. And so maybe they need to consider, I think it was said by Sheriff Brown, they need to consider retooling those factories so that they can't produce the vehicles that people are actually buying. Right. Well, and of course, you know, our president is not going to take any type of responsibility for what's going on. So, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, thank you all for tuning to Provocation, Real People, Real Conversations. And with that said, we out of here, man. All right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.